Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Hello. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. What is going on? What's what going is on? what is up, Ingrid? You know, feeling, feeling accomplished, feeling ahead, feeling motivated for I don't know. I mean, usually I just never feel motivated, but I just do shit anyways. But I've been feeling like. What's motivating you? I don't know, probably anxiety. <laughs> hmm, interesting. You know, I got ahead on editing the podcast, so I'm feeling a little bit lighter. We're yeah. kind of, uh, we've been doing, if anyone doesn't know, we have a YouTube channel now. Yeah, YouTube. You can see our beautiful faces. If you have Spotify, we're there as well. Yeah. They have a watch feature. So mm-hmm. what else do we have? Anything else we have going Scott's on? Scott's TikTok. Oh yeah, Scott is going off on TikTok. I <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of yes. dance videos. No. No dance videos, Ingrid. Yeah. yeah, I guess just trying to trying to navigate all the different platforms. Scott's yeah. like, okay, you need to make a you need to make a reel. You need to show your face. I'm like, yeah. okay. So I make one, and then now there's like a TikTok thing. I'm just like, holy fucking shit. Ingrid, I asked Ingrid, <gasps> I asked Ingrid, what do you want? And she said I want to make the most amount of money doing the least amount of work possible. And I said, great, this is the best time for you to be alive. There's never been a better time in probably human history for people to do less and make more because of social media and all these different platforms. Though I've learned that YouTube is a search platform. It's not a social media platform. But... Content, Ingrid. I know, but content also takes effort. Like one of my closest friends, she's like an OnlyFans girl. She's in like the top 1%. Bitch yeah. works her ass off. Everyone's like, oh, you're just like instantly rich. It's like, no, she's in the top 1%. And she she could make 10 grand a month, maybe five to 10 grand. But she works every day like doing photo shoots. She spends a lot of money on clothes and organizing, scheduling, okay. texting, all the stuff. So it's like, yeah, there are these platforms out there. But even though it's not traditional work, maybe you're doing alternative ways to make your income. It's still a lot of effort and yeah, a lot of scheduling, organizing and being self-motivated where the, whereas other jobs you just show up and you make money. So for me, it's really a weird transition to start investing in something where you don't get a return for a long time. Even the podcast, we've been doing it for two and a half years and now there's like shit is starting to happen. But like every other job I've done is the restaurant Mm -hmm. and the strip club. Mm -hmm. You go there, you get the money, you come home with the money and you're like, okay, I got it. But that's also not, I mean, it's, it is semi sustainable, but it is very hard on your body. So trying to transition into working a little less at the club dedicating more time to putting out free whatever that is until we figure out how to make more money doing that. So balancing the dialing my energy back and trying to invest more energy into things that could potentially make us a lot more money with a lot 
less effort or at least a, a less uh, physical toll on my body. Like I have, I think last you last week you could see, I have like bruises all over my arms and my legs, like from the club. And then mm-hmm. from going to the physical therapy, mm-hmm. it was really intense. Yeah. I look like I got beat up like all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, the content does take energy, but the physical toll is much more sustainable. I'm not like so physically depleted, like, editing i can have my computer anywhere making content you can kind of do that anywhere and hopefully the idea is to make it fun and enjoyable too. yeah it's you're you're creating content with something that you enjoy like you like nails you like beauty and food and those sorts of things and organizing wait Just... wait wait i remember it's it's all because of my second moon right Second house. Second house. Yeah. Second house moon. Okay. Yeah. You only have one moon. <laughs> I have two so. moons, actually. <laughs> I have a lot of moons. Yeah. Yeah. My, no, my second house moon is, that means my moon is in Taurus. Well, the second house, it's in the second house, which is associated with the second sign, which is Taurus. Your moon is in Cancer. So I would never say... So the second house isn't Taurus. It's no. just ruled by Taurus. So we don't want to get It's associated that. with Taurus. Okay. It's the energy of Taurus. Yeah. So, but your moon is in Cancer. But your moon in the second house is why you are emotionally motivated to make money and to have nice things and to look beautiful and have the nails and the eyelashes or the clothes or the food and all that. Cancer is also kind of food. I think cancer and Taurus, those are the two food signs. I feel like Taurus is more like luxurious and then Virgo is more like nutritious. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Taurus is like the decadent. It's like uh, having that, that piece of cake or the, the sweet, you know. Chris's mom, Mary, is very into food. Yeah. And also, like, beauty products. That's super up her alley. But, like, she likes the decadent food. She Decadent wants, food. Yeah, yeah that's she wants Taurus. the sweets. Yeah, that's Taurus. Whereas Virgo's the, the health food store. Which I feel like I kind of have a funny balance of both. Like, I swear, last week I wanted to make a celebration dinner for my friend. It didn't work out, so I ended up making it for myself. But I had, like... um butter poached lobster and pasta wow for yourself for myself (laughs) dinner for one did you have a candle lit over here or something uh no i actually ate it in my bed watching like a murder (laughs) watching a murder (laughs) watching somebody get murdered you were eating lobster pasta a murder documentary (laughs) a murder jesus secret okay but and then, like, the next day I went to, like, In-N-Out and I ate, like, two, like, cheeseburgers with everything on them. That was my lunch for, like, the next day. So, it's, like, well, I guess the lobster pasta is not... They're both decadent. Yeah, actually. That's bo- both your second tra- house moon. <laughs> I was trying to if say the If you would have said, like, you had, like, I don't know, like, quinoa salad or something <sighs> no, the next day. Or... No, but for, for breakfast, the day that I had the In-N-Out, I made, like, a melon smoothie with, like, mint and lime. Okay coconut water yeah so i feel like i have like these two like dichotomies where i'm like you know what if i feel like it i'm gonna go eat some fucking shitty fast food because it tastes delicious which is like you know maybe like five or ten percent of the time Mm -hmm. and then the other times i'll usually cook at home but i really mostly crave nutritious stuff but i'm not gonna not have ice cream and like all the good shit too yeah yeah which I just feel like is such a funny balance. People who like normally see me eat and they're like, what are you doing over here with like a fucking like cheeseburger? Like yeah. in the background, I'm like, I need, I also need to have this cheeseburger for my happiness. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. 
Totally makes sense. We can ex- we can explain anything with astrology. Totally. I had uh, <laughs> in my moon cycle class I had today. Somebody was like, "I don't know if this is the astrology, or if my my life's just a mess." And I was like, "Well, it's, it's yeah, exactly." <laughs> <laughs> not, I mean, you said your life's a mess, not me, but uh, yeah, it's because of the astrology. And I pointed out what was going on, why she is feeling the way that she's feeling. So everything can be explained through the planets and stars. So we are coming to the end of Virgo season. We're coming to the end. Yeah, so, we're coming to the end of Virgo season. So what do we need to be doing now that we're like closing out this chapter, starting the new, uh, let's say, Libras next, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Libras now, coming up this week. Uh, so this is, like we've talked about in the past, like just like the order of the signs, how they just kind of build on each other. When you think of Virgo, Virgo's about getting your life in order. Getting your life organized. And also, like, I mean, at least for me, I think of, like, clearing the shit out. Yeah. Like, getting clearing rid it of... Out, and it's creating space to attract a partner in, which is Libra. That's relationships. So if your life is a mess, then you attract somebody whose life is a mess. God. If your life is cluttered, then maybe you don't have the space to attract somebody into your life. It's like they say, like, you know, it's like feng shui, where it's like you're not supposed to have your bed up against the wall. You're meant to have it, like, in the middle with a nightstand on either side. That invites somebody else into your bed. If it's pushed to the side, you can't get in. Exactly. It's uncomfortable. Yes. You're going to climb over somebody else to like be squashed in the corner. Like that's not fun. Yeah. Now that person's trapped by you or you're trapped by them. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't make physical sense. So it's, that's the transition from Virgo to Libra. And when you think about the body parts too, Virgo rules the intestines and the intestines are the organ that is there to eliminate. eliminate whatever is in your body that is no longer serving you. And Libra is the kidneys. The kidneys purify the blood. So they're both sort of cleansing energies. Well, when you think about Libra is also like the scale. So that's like balance. Like maybe first you're cleansing shit out and then you're like, okay, how can I, you know, be happy with clearing stuff out, but leaving room for new stuff. Even like, okay, I'm going to mostly eat healthy, but I'm going to eat, you know, my, like keep in that and out, balance, in keep and that out balance where I'm eating healthy, but I do get the occasional treats. Yeah. The treats, treats. the treats. Yes. That's such a cancer. Uh, people that have cancer in the triad, they always say treats. Um, and then before we move into the week, I wanted to mention that we do timestamps. If you go to the description, Spotify, iTunes, what is it called? Apple podcasts. I mm-hmm. mean, and YouTube, you just go to the description, you look down, you can click on any of the days of the week and you can go right to that day. So if you just want to listen to Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, you can do that. They're always below. Yes. And then also if you want to sponsor the podcast, there is a link in the bio or you can go to the website at theweeklytransit.com and you can donate $5, $10 or, well, I set it out of order. $1. One, yeah. $1, $5 <laughs> or $10. Yes. And it's a monthly a monthly donation and it helps us 
do more of what we love, which is sharing the planets and stars with you. Yes. Would you like to thank our sponsors, yeah, that, I'll, Scott? I'll thank the sponsors. Thank you to Larry, Deborah, Haley, Libby, Abby, Clarissa, Janine, Ricky, Amaranth, Vincent and Michelle, Catherine, Brenna, Stephanie, Grace, Lori, Carrie, Annie, Brooke, Joanne, and Amber. Thank you all so much. Yes, thank you. I also have just a couple announcements. I Last week, I mentioned Planets and Predictions, uh, the summit that's coming up. It actually starts this Monday on September 19th. So if you're listening to this right now on Sunday when we release the podcast, it will be in the show notes, the link to register for this summit. So it's a free summit called Planets and Predictions where over 25 psychics and astrologers met with Delicia Hawking, who is a fifth-generation psychic medium and discussed what's what's coming up in 2023. So I'm one of the people that is a part of the summit. So is Shara Prophet, my uh, partner for the Uncharted Territories podcast that I also do. And it's free for the first 72 hours after the video is released. And if you want to watch it after that, it's $47 for a lifetime, for lifetime access to the videos. So... It's a very exciting and, I believe, helpful. It will be very helpful for planning your year of 2023. Yeah, getting that much knowledge from that amount of people. Like, you are amazing. Sure is amazing. I don't even know who all these other people are, but I'm pretty stoked. Yes. And, and like, yeah, it's free if you do it for the first, like, three days that it's open. You can just listen for free. Exactly. So, it's right there. Uh, Also, the Unpacking Grief podcast that I was a part of with Ian and Drew, that is available. The link to that will be also in the show notes. All right, shall we move into the week? Let's move into the week, Ingrid. It's the week of September 19th through the 25th. So looking first at Monday, September 19th, we have Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships in that mutable earth sign symbolized by the Virgin, Virgo forming a very positive aspect, a trine with the primordial sky god, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected Uranus in the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull Taurus. And so this alignment here is creating that opportunity for you to shake up your relationships eliminating what can you eliminate from your relationships or the relationship frequency or maybe it's a relationship altogether that is not in alignment with your values and your self-worth well i mean normally that would be really uncomfortable to try to navigate i guess like navigate critiquing the relationship but since it is a trine that person is going to be able to see why it has value to you. Maybe if you're explaining why you need to change things and do things in a different way, why it's not working for you, that person's not going to take it personal. Mm -hmm. So this is an opportunity to share what we need, what we need to change. And the other person will be able to receive it or vice versa. Someone else in your life is saying, this doesn't work for me. Instead of having a fit, we're going to be like, Oh, 
this is what you need to be happy. I want to like, I value you. So I want to be able to accommodate whatever it is that you might need. Like, so we can, you can be happier and then I can be happier. If these are people that we're close to, it's only going to improve the relationship to know more about what the other person values and what they need. Yeah. When you know what the other person values and they know what you value, then you can restructure the relationship in a way that is supportive to each person. Yeah. I mean, even just coming down to the most simple thing, it's like, oh, you're in a partnership. The person always like throws their shoes next to the front door. And you hate when someone just throws their shit by the front door mm-hmm. instead of just being like, why the fuck do you always put your shoes there? You're mm-hmm. just like, hey, you know what? Having an organized home is really important to me. And the first thing after work, I come home and when I see my living room really beautiful and sparkly and everything is put away, it makes me feel so peaceful and I'm able to like transition into coming into my house and my relaxing state, like with a positive energy instead of agitation. Like if you, maybe before I get home, like you don't always need to do it, but before I get here, if you could just clean up a little bit, spend five minutes putting things away, it would mean a lot to me. So when I get home, I can relax. Wow. That was well said, Ingrid. I know. I don't even even have somebody (laughs) that I need to put it away for, but you know, just sharing your experience instead of saying, you're doing this to me. It's like, this is what I need to be happy. Yes. And the other person's going to be like, oh my God. Okay. I don't mind spending five minutes doing that, but I don't want you to nag me Mm -hmm. about it. Just share more. The more we share, the more we just learn about each other and our needs and desires really helps soften the blow when you're trying to get someone to do things in a different way. Yeah. It's, I I like that. It's like, you're not attacking the person and that's the light side of Virgo is being submissive in the expression, but still getting what you want. It's like, this upsets me. It, It hurts me when I come home and I see this. Can you help me? Help me. And I'll be more peaceful here. So, yeah, as opposed to stop leaving your shoes on the front. (laughs) Tuesday, September 20th. The moon, the planet of emotions, in the fixed fire sign symbolized by the lion, Leo, forming a supportive sextile with Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination, retrograding through... The cardinal air sign symbolized by the scales Libra. So this is that opportunity for you to open your heart and have that conversation about what you need in the relationship. But by opening your heart, you also have the courage to receive what your partner needs in return from you. That Leo energy, just having the courage to open up is really important when you are putting your heart out there people can be more soft with it instead of like before I said like, why the fuck are you leaving your shoes here? It's just like opening up and being a bit sensitive about it. And then Libra is all about relationships. They want balance. They Mm -hmm. want harmony. They want it to be peaceful. So both parties are going to be like, Oh, okay. You put something on the scales gently. You opened your heart to me. I will accommodate by like listening and seeing how I can like balance it out. Mm -hmm. That's going to be an easy couple of days to express yourself. Yes. You know, because Mercury is retrograde, maybe this is something that has come up a lot in the relationship. And like what you were saying, when you're like, stop leaving this over here, that is more of that tyrannical expression, which is Leo being the tyrant. But if you're open hearted, 
then it, like you were saying, it's easier for the other person to receive. So take a look at what's going on in your relationship. Is there something that is, is maybe agitating you because it's out of balance? What would you like to express here? Yeah, absolutely. Just taking stock. I mean, we're still in that Virgo season, especially these past couple of weeks. So analyzing what we don't want anymore in these Monday and Tuesday, expressing these things that you might want to just take out these, maybe they're just like the small, like little pebbles in your shoe. They don't even have to be the yeah, biggest thing, but exactly. you have the conversations about all this small shit that doesn't even really matter. It's just the shoes, the thing that you're leaving around the house, but it's like cleaning up these little things as we go and having the opportunity to express them in a easy way is like such a gift. Yes. And then before we move into Wednesday, I wanted to say that if you are just listening to the podcast and not watching, you can go to the website. There's a forecast on there. It's basically a blog format of each day of the week. Scott presents the questions he asks me on here. And we also see the images Yes. to go along with those. And if you don't have the book, The Basics of Astrology, it is a glossary for all the images that we're looking at here. So yes. if you want to further your education in astrology, get the book, go to the website and follow the blog and or look at the YouTube. We have all of the, the images that we are looking at on the screen that we're talking about here. So those are like great tools to be able to learn a little bit more about astrology. Absolutely. Thank you, Ingrid. Wednesday, September 21st, we're looking at the moon again in Leo forming another supportive sextile but with the other air sign Gemini mutable air symbolized by the twins and ruled by Mercury but it's connected to Mars the god of war the planet of action aggression and conflict so Tuesday we had the conversation and Wednesday we put it into action that's what this is about and if you if you didn't have the conversation on Tuesday then today is the day where maybe you feel that push to actually have the courage to maybe ask that person, is there a reason why you just dump all of your stuff at the door when you get home? Is it, is it too much trouble for you to put it away? I mean, also I'm seeing that Leo energy. So that's the open heart with your emotions here mm -hmm. again. So it's maybe you are, this is the day to get curious about it that person's probably not leaving their shit around to piss you off. Mm -hmm. They're doing it because they're tired and they're overworked and they don't even notice. They're just like, I'm overwhelmed. I walk in and I'm just so exhausted. I just leave it here because I have to like pee and like I need water and I need to get in the shower. And you're just like having tunnel vision. So when we are able to maybe ask these questions, that Gemini energy, we might be like, Oh, you know, half the time it would be great if I can come home and the house is all clean. And the other half the time I'm going to be able to give you grace because it's not even about me. It's about you're so tired. So when I see the stuff on the floor, I'm like, exactly. oh, they must be having a really long day. Like they try when they have the extra energy to make it nice for me. But when they don't, that's not about me. It's about them not having energy to do it even for themselves. Yes. This is Mars in Gemini. And, you know, it's, it's an extended transit because of the impending Mars retrograde. Mars is going to be in Gemini until March 25th. It's it's encouraging us to be courageously curious, to be courageous in our conversation, to be courageous in asking questions. This Mars in Gemini is meant to break us out of what so many are suffering from right now on planet Earth. The know-it-all prison where we think that we have the answer, that we know it all. And so 
Mars and Gemini is here to break us out of that know-it-all prison and encourage us to be curious, to learn. Like you think the person is just leaving their clothes at the door because they're a dick, <laughs> but it's actually because they're just really that tired that it's hard for them to take it any further. So we wouldn't know that though, unless we asked the question. Totally. Anytime we assume we're just like hurting ourselves and we're hurting the people around us. So Mm -hmm. instead of just being pissed off and keeping it all inside, open your heart, ask the question Mm -hmm. and you'll maybe just be surprised at the answers that you might find out. And I think when we really get to know the people around us, it softens our heart too. Yes. We're able to be more accepting of the people in our life. Exactly. You understand where they're coming from. It's like, okay, how can I help you then? You know, maybe I can help take the clothes or whatever. Whatever it is they're leaving at the door. Or maybe we do it together. Together, yes, as a team. Okay, Thursday, September 22nd, we're getting more communicative help as the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality moves into Libra and forms a conjunction with Mercury. So the sun is in Libra and that is creating that energy. It's, it's air. Libra, it's air. Air is communicative. So it's, it's giving us that energy to communicate in our relationships, but even more so because Mercury is now at the same degree as the sun. So big theme for this week is about having these conversations that need to be had in our relationships so that we can create balance with each other. And then, I mean, Mercury is there and that is communication, but that's also the conscious mind. So it's like, Maybe we've been talking about these things for the last couple of days, but being able to really like absorb the information, the answers we've gotten and like integrate it, Mm -hmm. like fully logically actually get it. That's when you really start to shift. You're like, oh, this is why these things are happening. Now I understand. Yeah. Right. It gives you that clarity. So even though Mercury is retrograde, oh my God, it's like, hopefully it's giving you clarity. Maybe this is something from the past that you've been confused about. And now all of a sudden it makes sense. So hopefully we're all having this gift of mental clarity and we're able to share what's on our mind with those that we're closest to. Now, the sun is going to be in Libra until October 23rd. So during this period, one of the themes is initiating the conversation in the relationship, laying out on the table what's important to you. This is what I value in a partnership. This is what I'm looking for from a partner. This is what I can give in return. Now you tell me, what are you looking for from a partner, what do you want out of relationship and what can you give in return? And having that conversation, you have the ability to negotiate from now until October 23rd. It's about having this conversation, negotiating and getting to a point where both sides feel balanced, like they're getting what they want, that we're both winning. Then when the sun moves into Scorpio, the bond is sealed. Now it's no longer I'm giving you this, Because you're giving me that. 
It's I'm giving you this because this is good for you and what's good for you is good for us. And it feels good because we've agreed upon it. And now when we exchange energy, we both feel lifted. So just a reminder, like Libra is relationships, but it doesn't just mean re it doesn't just mean romantic. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word. (laughs) It doesn't just mean romantic relationships. We have business relationships. We have friendships. We Mm -hmm. have family relationships. We have work relationships. All of these are also very important relationships. They're marriages. Yeah. Like you and Crystal are like a married couple. Totally. You know, so it's not a romantic thing, but you, that's your relationship. And then even recently I told her like, this is a subject I just don't want to talk about. Mm Mm-hmm. And I sent it to like a couple different people. I was like, hey, this is just a topic I just don't want to, I just don't want to visit right now because it's like, it's just not good for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she brought it up, of course. And she was like, oh my gosh, you asked me not to bring it up. Like, sorry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's been conscious of it. And then for me, that just feels nice. I'm like, oh, you know, it's fine. Most of the time it is fine. I just don't want to make it like a topic of conversation, but I like appreciate you being conscious of it. And I think that that's a perfect example of being in, a relationship with somebody. It's like all of our friendships and the people we're around, those are relationships. So setting boundaries, asking for what you need, expressing yourself, like all make those relationships stronger. Yes. I got to say, I loved what Crystal wrote on uh, her Instagram post to you on your birthday. How She was like, we don't agree on pretty much everything, (laughs) (laughs) but we do like food. (laughs) So there's that, you know, but that's like being clear about what the relationship is Mm -hmm. that we're just not going to agree on pretty much everything. That doesn't mean that I have to hate you. I think it's a really important relationship for the both of us because we don't agree on so many things Mm -hmm. and we're still able to appreciate and support and like be curious and like keep our hearts open to people that aren't the same as us. Yes. It's such a great example to our diversive society or, you know, is that the right word? You know, where everyone's just like, oh, you, you disagree with me. So I'm ending that friendship. You're canceled. You're canceled. Exactly. So with the sun in Libra, big shout out to the cancers and the Capricorns and everyone who has any key astrological points or planets in cancer or Capricorn. That would be you, Ingrid, with your uh, Capricorn Mars and your, and your cancer moon. There will be conflicts and challenges during this period. So make sure to just pay attention to the tension rather than hide from it and move through the energy that's stuck. That's what the conflict is. Okay. Friday, September 23rd. Mercury retrogrades back into Virgo. So, we talked a a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, about Mercury moving retrograde from Libra to Virgo. Mercury in Libra is about looking back at your relationships and initiating the conversations with your partners in order to balance those scales. Hopefully you came to an agreement upon that. Of course, the negotiation continues as the sun moves forward through Libra. But while that is moving, while the sun is moving forward in Libra, Mercury is going to be moving back through Virgo, which is, which is creating that opportunity for you to do the work that you agreed to do in order to get your life restructured and in order, in a way that is going to be supportive 
to your partners and them then and and then them to you as well. So Mercury is going to be in Virgo until October 10th. Until October 10th. So during this period from September 23rd to October 10th, this is your opportunity to really hone in on the details of your daily life, your health, your diet, your daily routine, and make sure that everything is structured and in alignment with what's agreed upon in your close personal relationships. So is this the day that it goes into retrograde? It, no, it's, it is retrograde. Wait, why did we bring it up? Sorry. We brought it up because today it retrogrades back oh, okay. from sorry, sorry. Okay, Libra was... to Virgo. Sorry, I had like a heat stroke for a minute. <laughs> Started thinking about the air conditioner and I lost. Yeah, it's hot in here, so we're we're getting through it. Are you sweating? <laughs> yeah, I you can can't really? tell. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm just like totally sweating, <laughs> totally sweating. It's insane. So yeah, so Mercury's moving back into Virgo. Mercury was last in Virgo, August 11th to the 29th. Then it moved into Libra. Then it went retrograde. And it moved back, and now it's back in Virgo again. From, so this, so this yeah. is going to be the second time we're experiencing this type of energy. Second time in the last month or so. Yeah. So this is, again, like cleaning shit out and organizing and routine, all of that, all of that kind of stuff. Exactly. Like The way I look at it is like, okay, you're organizing your life, you're getting everything in order. You're clearing out the space. You're attracting in the partner. Then you spend some time with the partner. Then you realize, oh, well, I actually need to reorganize this and reorganize that. And then you go. it goes back into Libra. And then you have that second renegotiation. Yeah, I mean, it's everyone always thinks of the retrograde as being something negative. But it's like we have to try things out. It's like we're going backwards to kind of learn these lessons. Okay comes back in we're like oh is it working no we're gonna we're gonna try a new way mm -hmm. and i think that's just a natural progression instead of thinking like oh we're just going backwards shit's not working out it's like you have to try a couple things to see what works and that's with anything relationships any sort of routine thing that you're changing it's like oh maybe you fall off the wagon and you're like oh yeah you know what i realized why that is really good for me i do like having my meal prep stuff i do like waking up earlier i do like you know exercising more you know, maybe you fell off this week, but it's not that big of a deal. You just pick it up again and you're like, okay, exactly. that was a nice reminder that this is, yes. is what's working. Now, that being said, for those that have key astrological points or planets at, at or near two degrees, 24 to 29 in Gemini and Sagittarius, there could be some bumps in the road and some challenges because Mercury is going to be squaring whatever point or planet that you have between 24 and 29 degrees. I mean, it's always frustrating when things don't work out the way we want them to and we have to like try again. So like sometimes we can be more gentle with it, but it sounds like those people might just be more agitated by being like, ah, oh, it's not working. Like I just wanted, I wanted to make the change and it's, it's not happening. So just reminding ourselves to like be gentle. Like things don't always work out the first try. Like we might need to try a different way. Be gentle, be patient, see yourself to the other side. And that's something that like Gabrielle and I were talking about after we got our new place. We're like, oh, we're so glad we stuck together through 
through all the challenges of trying to find a new place. Because there are times where it's like really frustrated, ready to give up on looking for a place, ready to give up on each other. But then understanding where the planets are and knowing that, okay, this is just a crunchy time. Let's just suffer through it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then when you get to that other side, you're like, ah, I'm so glad we stuck together and got through this. Yeah, I mean, so. she was like, well, I need to move. I don't, it's too loud. It's too, all these things. And you're like, I just moved into this place. I want to get settled. Like all these things aren't a big deal. This is all fun and new and exciting for me. And for you, it's like, yeah. it's all irritating. Yes. So like the two opposite energies. And even like we talked about earlier in the week, when you start sharing like the why behind mm-hmm. why you need these things, she's like, I don't feel peaceful here. It has nothing to do with you. I know you just moved in, Yeah. but like. I've been dealing with this for years and years and years and I'm too fucking hot. There's no mm-hmm. AC and I'm dying. Like now I'm just a bitch all the time because I'm <laughs> fucking melting, you know, it has nothing to do with anything else, but like I need my, like her home and her space is very important to her. Yeah. So, you know, the more you open your hearts to each other, the more you can be like, okay, I would like to just stay here. That would be good for me. But obviously Gabriella is not happy here. So that's yeah. not going to work. We're never going to be happy if she's like fucking hot as fuck all the time. That's right. not going to be good for anybody. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be hot as fuck either, but I feel yeah, like there's you're a, a little lot more, of you can, you can take a little bit more, like you're more of the heat. Yeah. yeah. Or there's like, you're just less sensitive to certain things. Yeah, for you're, sure. No, no doubt. No doubt. You're always like Ingrid. It's fine. I'm like, I'm fucking, we just took, we literally just took a break to put the AC on. He's over here sweating, but of course he won't say anything. But I just like, I, I couldn't even remember the, the alignment. Cause I was just fucking had a heat stroke. I was like, we need AC. We need AC. <laughs> All right, Saturday, September 25th, the moon is now in Virgo, connecting to Mars in Gemini. Here's the crunchiness. This is that critical emotions, frustrated. Uh, somebody said something that was glib and is offensive, and, and now you're on the attack. So, so what is ruffling your feathers emotionally right now? Did somebody say something that was offensive? Uh, is somebody being too critical towards you? Whatever the conflict is, again, pay attention to the tension in order to move through the energy that's stuck and have the courage to ask the conversation. That I'll say that's one of the, the main things that helped Gabrielle and I get through this challenging period for us was just being open with each other about what was upsetting her, what was upsetting me. And she's really great at asking me questions. And so giving me that space to say things that I maybe normally wouldn't say because I don't want to upset her or, you know, ruffle the feathers or upset the apple cart. She's like, no, I need you to tell me. And I'm like, okay, then I'm going to tell you, you know. And so just have it out. Have it out. That's that's what this alignment is encouraging you to do is just like get it out there. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be uncomfortable. Virgo is the critic that your emotions are being criticized mm-hmm. or like vice versa. You're like criticizing someone else and it feels very emotional. But also there's that Gemini energy. You have to be curious. And the Mars energy is kind of like pushing it forward. You really can't hold back. Mm-hmm. So it's okay just knowing it's okay that it's going to be uncomfortable and that's fine. You opening up a can of worms is never like, Oh yay, We have this to deal with. Yeah. But like we've been kind of setting it up all week. So maybe 
hopefully whenever Dave follows this, it's like, you know, maybe we worked through some stuff and we were having some good conversations and then somebody got frustrated. Absolutely. Somebody got irritated. Well, now the clothes are on the floor again. Yes. And I thought you said you were going to work on it or you said you were going to be more compassionate to like coming home and there being a mess sometimes. And, you know, one person just gets impatient with the other one. Yes. Well, I need help. I need help. So that, that, that alignment on Saturday is clearing the space, clearing the space, getting all the conflict out there. And that's a great lead into Sunday, as you mentioned, because Sunday is the new moon in Libra. And before I talk about that, I do want to just mention my moon cycle classes. If you want to learn how this alignment is affecting you directly or the upcoming full moon in Aries, I encourage you to go to theweeklytransit.com and enroll in my moon cycle classes. Now, the new moon is planting the seeds of the coming harvest. It's setting your intentions for what you want moving forward. It's in Libra, the peaceful sign, the sign of peace. So yesterday we had the god of war squaring off with the planet of emotions, clearing the space to bring peace. So what what are you looking for in your relationships that's going to bring you peace, that's going to make you feel like there's balance, like there's equanimity, like both sides feel good about what they're getting. So I can feel good about what I'm getting, but I also feel good because I know you feel good about what you're getting. So that's not weighing heavily on my side. So this is setting your intentions to make peace, setting your intentions to make peace in your relationships by having the conversations that need to be had by, uh, Engaging in the diplomacy that needs to be engaged, negotiating what needs to be negotiated so that all sides here feel like they're getting a fair deal. Anytime there's a new moon, I think that's like the perfect moment for some sort of a ritual. And even if you aren't directly telling all of these people your intentions, all of the people you're in relationships, your friends, business partners, whatever, lovers. When you change yourself, the people around you are also going to change. So you can set your intentions by yourself. Mm -hmm. Just taking a moment. It doesn't have to be an all-day affair. Maybe just going and writing down a couple of things or even just in your mind, setting aside 30 seconds a minute to just ask yourself the question, what do I want to call in? Mm-hmm. In my relationships, do I want to be more patient? Do I want to be more loving? Do I want to be more encouraging? Like, what do I want to bring to relationships? And then maybe just be mindful of what you want to call. What you in. want to receive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you yeah. want to receive from other people. Mm-hmm. And when you're just, when we bring these things into our consciousness, it just allows them to happen. If we have no awareness of what we want, we're never going to get it. It's not mm-hmm. just going to be like magic. Yeah. So just being, just creating a little bit of intention around the new moon. Yes. I think is a really important check-in. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the week, Ingrid. Should we ask some questions? Sure. Oh, and I should say, the new moon in Libra, I do want to mention this. It's happening at 2.55 p.m. Pacific time. So check your calendar. What does that mean for you? But 2.55 p.m. Pacific time on Sunday, September 25th. Is the new moon in Libra, that would be 5.55 Eastern Time. And of course, if you're on the other side of the Earth, 
New Zealand, Australia, Singapore. This is happening on your Monday. So, and that's another reminder for everyone who's listening on the other side of the earth. If you're a day ahead of us, then when I'm talking about Sunday, I'm talking about your Monday. Um, okay, so this is a question from someone in Australia, but we have a couple of the same type of question. Mm -hmm. People are really curious about this North node and they want us to break it down for each sign in each house. Like we did on another episode where we were talking about, I think the 10th house instead, but, um, I think you're going to be doing some YouTube videos on like specific subjects. So I think that would be a good subject for a YouTube video where it's something specific. Cause I feel like that goes into like a whole nother. Yeah. I mean, I'll just give you like the really quick, you know, 30 seconds for each one. And, and so when we're talking about the sign, we're also talking about the house. This is why you mentioned the basics of astrology. It's good to have that book. It's a glossary. It makes it really easy to understand the language by looking at these symbols and the charts and so on and so forth. So if we're talking about the 10th house, that would be associated with the 10th sign, which is Capricorn. So if you were born with the North Node in Aries in the 10th house, that would be like you have a North Node in Aries and in Capricorn. That's just like the really basic explanation there. I can get deeper into that another time. but So I'll just go through each sign. And I look at the North Node as the key. This is the key to unlocking your suffering. If you're suffering in some way, it's because the planets are grinding on you to get to your north node purpose. So the north node is always 180 degrees away from the south node. Everybody desperately wants to receive their south node energy. And so intuitively what we do is we put all of our energy in our south node. But the trick is, the more you put your energy in the south node, the less you get that energy. You actually have to do the counterintuitive thing and do the opposite. So Aries means you need to think about yourself. The south node is in Libra, so you're a people pleaser. You're running around doing whatever everyone else wants you to do, but you feel like you're not seen. So... You want to be seen, and you think you'll be seen by trying to be a people pleaser to everyone else, but that doesn't work. So you need to be selfish. You need to put yourself first. Taurus, south node in Scorpio. These are the two signs that represent money. Taurus is my money. Scorpio is our money. If you have a north node in Taurus, you give, 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 or in the second house. So Aries is first house. Taurus is second house. So if you have the north node in Taurus or the second house, you give away freely. You you give everything to everyone else. You need to start hoarding what is yours. This is my stuff, not yours. And it seems counterintuitive because what you really want is that merger with another person. But the only way you're truly going to get that merger with another person is by taking ownership of what's yours. Well, that's value, valuing yourself. And Mm -hmm. once you value yourself, other people will then value Value you you more. Exactly. And you'll have relationships. You'll have bonds that are more valuable because you're going to be seen and appreciated by those people as opposed to bending over backwards, giving everything that you have and not being appreciated in the way that you want. Third house, Gemini, 
those are the same, is opposite south node in ninth house Sagittarius. These are the two signs that represent travel, learning, communication. If you're a north node in Gemini, you need to stop being a know-it-all. You need to ask (laughs) questions. You may know it all. You may have the answer, and you want to be seen for having the answer, but the only way that you're going to get the answer, the only way that you're going to be seen for having the answer is by asking other people questions. You need to be like Barbara Walters, if the younger listeners don't know who she is. Like, look her up. Well, she was like a newscaster, right? Or like She's a, a great interviewer. Yeah. And she's she's got Gemini in the triad. She's like a Libra Gemini. And she just would, it was, she was in these interviews where the, every interview, the, the person she was interviewed would always be like, oh my God, I said I wasn't going to cry. But she <laughs> asks the questions, it gets people talking. And that's what you need to do with the North Node in Gemini. Well, when other people feel like you care and appreciate them, they're going to also want to be curious about you. Yes, exactly. And that's the thing. When you're creating the space and asking the questions and gathering all this information, that person's eventually going to feel complete. And they're going to be like, well, what about you? What do you think? And then you're going to have your moment on the soapbox. Fourth house, Cancer, North Node, South Node is 10th house, Capricorn. You want to achieve, you want to accomplish goals, you want to do great things in life. The only way you're going to get that is by taking care of your home, focusing on your home, focusing on your roots, your upbringing, your childhood, and connecting to your emotions. Stop trying to control everything. Be vulnerable. That's how you're going to get what you want to achieve. Fifth house is Leo, opposite south node, 11th house, Aquarius. Leo, fifth house, you're meant to be the king or the queen. You're meant to be the queen. But your problem is you're always putting the group in front of yourself. Stop doing that. What's in your heart? Follow your heart. When you're following your heart, instead of doing what's best for the group, you're going to actually attract a kingdom to surround you that loves what is in your heart. Sixth house, Virgo, south node in 12th house, Pisces. Get out of the dream world. Stop drinking. Stop watching Netflix. Focus on your daily routine, your health, your diet, your job. Get your schedule in order. Get in reality. Practical. Create a list and a list within a list within a list within a list. And check everything off the list and follow your schedule to a T. That's all about like checking in instead of checking out. Yes. And when you do that, your dreams will come true. They spend too much time in dreamland, but they never get their dreams in reality. Spend your time in reality and your dreams will come true. Seventh house, Libra. First house, South Node, Aries. So this is opposite the first one. So you're somebody that has the opposite problem of the first one that we said. You're always about yourself. You want to be seen. You want to be front and center. You want to be the best. You want to be number one. Stop being impulsive. Focus on your relationships. Be the diplomat. Take time to really discern what is on both sides of the scales, what's fair, 
when you focus your attention on the other and make sure that the other is getting what they deserve and you are also getting what you deserve, you're going to feel more empowered and you're going to be recognized and appreciated the way that you want to be. Eighth house, Scorpio, North Node, South Node, Second house, Taurus. You want to make money so bad. You want to be rich. But the only way that it happens is by merging power with other people, by sharing the wealth. So stop being greedy. Stop being greedy. Share the wealth. The more that you share the wealth, the more that you merge power with others, the more that you engage in those karmic bonds and really see what's going on with the other people that you're in partnership with, the more money you're going to make. I mean, it's so cool to see the dichotomy of the North Node, South Node, because you meet someone and you're like, oh, they're doing it. I'm going to do what they're doing because that's what's going to get me money. It's like, no, bitch, we're all different. So maybe that works for that person, but it's literally you need to do the opposite for you to succeed. So I don't know. I think the North Node is just so amazing. It's fascinating. Half of it is literally complete opposite (laughs) of what the other person should do. Exactly. Exactly. So when you get to the ninth house, North Node, Sagittarius, third house, South Node, Gemini, these people are always asking the questions. They're curious about everything. And they need to shut the fuck up. Stop asking those (laughs) questions. And you're meant to build a soapbox so that you can speak your truth. It's not important what other people have to say. It's important what you have to say. Tenth house, North Node in Capricorn versus south node fourth house cancer stop it with the emotions release the past it has nothing to do with you anymore focus on what you're working towards be an adult take responsibility for what you want to accomplish and achieve step up do the work don't be a little crybaby bitch yes exactly and when you do that, you're going to get the house that you want. Because that's what these South Node Cancer people want. They want the beautiful house and beautiful home and peaceful and all this. Shut the fuck up and stop crying and go work for it. Go work for it. Exactly. And you're going to get it. 11th house, North Node. South, that's Aquarius. South Node, 5th house is Leo. These people were the queens in the past. They're used to being the center of attention. (laughs) But the more that they crave that spotlight, the further they're going to be from it. The way that they receive the spotlight is by leading from behind. Put the group in front of you. Shine your light. Share your warmth with the group. Help everybody in the group see why they're special, why they matter. Encourage their individuality. And when you do that, They're going to treat you like the queen. I mean, that's just being a true leader is being able to lead the group. And then in turn, everyone's like, we got there because of this person over there. We're so grateful for that. They're the one that really did it. Yes. Yeah. If you're over here, just like trying to seek the attention. Nope. Not going to get it. Yes. That's perfect. Final one. 12th house, North node in Pisces versus South node, sixth house in Virgo. Release your anxiety to a higher power. Burn your schedule. Stop trying to control everything. Trust in God. Trust in the universe. You are at one with the universe. Have faith that if you just wake up in the morning and trust your intuition, 
You're going to be led to the right place at the right time and the right opportunities will find you. Spend time in the dream world, fantasy land. Spend 12 hours binge watching on Netflix, you know, and, and draw yourself into that fantasy. See what pops up for you in your intuition. Have a glass of wine every night to draw you into the fantasy. Listen to music and don't, see where it takes you. Yeah, don't be so rigid with all your rules yes. and your schedules and your health. Yes. Just be a little more soft. Have exactly. a little bit of fun. Be compassionate with yourself. So those are the cliff notes for the for the North Node, South Node. This is amazing. <laughs> I absolutely love this. Yeah, we had like a couple people ask about it. People ask about it all the time, but... Yeah, I think we had a shorter episode, so this was the perfect opportunity to like go into all of those. I think that knowing your North Node is, I think, one of the most powerful things, even more than like the Sun sign. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, great. The Sun, that's like the Sun is kind of who everyone sees. That's who you are. What the fuck do you really gonna learn from that? I want to know my North Node, bitch. Mm -hmm. I want to know what I need to do to fulfill, to be fulfilled, and yes. to live out my soul's purpose. Yes, that's much more important than being like, oh, this is like my outward personality. So everyone's always like, oh, what's your, what's your sign? And I'm always telling people, I'm like, well, we're kind of like all the signs. And also like the sun sign is just like my least, I honestly care about it. Like the least sometimes mm -hmm. I, I like the, I like the moon signs. Cause that's like where our emotions are at. And then I like Chiron and I like the North node. I those feel it. like the most yeah. like emotional to me. Yes. Those are, those are three shit. key pieces in the North node and Chiron, they, they can't be talked about enough. They're so important to, to healing your soul and giving your soul the peace that it desires and deserves in this life. Thank you so much for going over all those. I think that was just amazing. You're welcome, Ingrid. My pleasure. I will see you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.